we are. Episode 10. Can you believe it? Double figures. If you happen, you know it. With me, Miles Chapman, Ricky Grover, Sam Underwood. And we've got two brand new things going on today. First thing, we've got biscuits. That's never happened. And secondly, we've got a live guest. Beautiful. Anna Morris. Hello, Anna. I am a live, a live guest. Alive. How are you? All right. I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good indeed. So Anna, oh, I'm just going to read one a little bit. As you may or may not know, we've got a series coming out imminently on Channel 4, Friday, 10 o'clock. And Anna plays the wonderful Mrs. Bryce D'Souza in it. Um, and uh, she's also an incredible stand-up comedian. And she's just come back from Australia. And uh, she does her own live tour. And what's amazing about Anna is that she does it all on her own, multi-character stuff. Now, here's the thing. Anna's here because she struggles with anxiety and depression like, like we all do. But you would have thought to do what she does, you need balls of steel. But um, you struggle, don't you, Anna? I do. But that's. I think that the reason I play characters, I don't do straight stand-up. I just play lots of different characters. I think the reason I like doing that is it's kind of an escape from my busy head. And when I'm on stage, it's really weird. When I'm, I can be in a really bad mood and feel really down. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm on stage playing characters, because I'm being someone else... I can. I just feel amazing because I'm escaping from it. So Get lost in it. Yeah. I can. Yeah. And that's what I've never done the straight stand up, and I kind of I would quite like to give it a go, but it feels quite vulnerable doing that because it feels like you're it's kind of you. Being so you. people are judging you rather than the character. Yeah. So yeah. when I do my characters, I think, and they, my characters are ridiculous, and they're and they're also quite strong women that I play, and I quite like doing that because it's quite. If I'm in a bad mood, um, I can get away with kind of it, it, with my character being mm. angry on stage or being a bit Be truthful, difficult. you're just a bit schizo, aren't you? Yeah, basically. That's what I'm, try- I mean, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> Borderland, say. Borderline just, personality disorder. That's I've not what this just, show's about. No, Anna. I've just about used my schizophrenia <laughs> issues to just do shows and play five people in an hour. How many, how many characters do you do? Well, in the show I've just oh, the show I've just done at Soho Theatre, I did five. Just dropped in Soho Theatre there. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, yeah. Just uh, amazing, amazing, sold out. It? Wonderful. <laughs> three, was it three nights you did? It didn't sell. Out. It did, let's pretend it sold out. It sounds it's so sold out. Sold out. Sold out. If you just squeeze those three nights into one, it'd it would have sold, sold out. out yeah. If you squeeze them into, <laughs> it sold some. into one night, it sold some <laughs> tickets. Um, it, well, where, what was I talking about? How many, uh, oh, how, how many characters, characters Sorry, you do, yeah. Five characters in that one, five characters in an hour, and that was brilliant. that was just fun, just so escaping from myself. I, I saw the show last week, it's incredible, it's absolutely brilliant. The it's energy you have is, is remarkable. It's weird that I can, people do say that, it's weird that I can do it. When I do it, I'm really confident when I do it, but when I'm not doing it, I don't, as a person, I'm not that confident in myself and my, yeah... That's interesting. In fact, but when I do do the acting thing, it's just escapism, and I just yeah. don't think about I, it. I get that. Ronnie Barker always said that he he didn't know if he was funny. He knew his characters were funny, but he didn't think he particularly as Ronnie Barker. I think was that's a funny really man. really healthy, though. Do you yeah. feel like that? I think it's. I think if you think you've got it, you haven't really got it. Yeah. Do you, do you know Catherine Tate? I don't know her personally, but I yeah. She's a mate of mine. She's she's pro- really nice, and I remember in in the early days them just doing them little shows like of doing different characters and just and it, anything can happen, you know. Anything can, I, I can't wait to go and see you. I ain't seen you yet. Do yeah, that. I do, but I improvise as well a lot in the show. Brilliant. She's really fun. I, like, I love doing that, but um, I just find it quite freeing just doing it, just playing different characters. I think yeah. I always have. And I think when I was at school, I was really really quiet, really really shy kid. And the only thing that I really enjoyed was drama and doing just acting and being silly and doing characters. So that's, yeah. that's kind of that's, all I want so to what, do. So, how, <clears throat> I hope you don't mind me asking. I do um, actually. I'm offended. I don't yeah. know what you're going to ask. <laughs> how does your anxiety forward slash depression manifest itself for you? What's what are the triggers for you? Um, the I think the depression thing often happens when I'm not 
being creative, weirdly. Mm. I think the, being creative really, really helps. If I'm not being creative, I'm stuck in a rut. Or um, if I'm not in a routine, which is a weird thing to say, because now I'm kind of doing this full time or trying to do it full time. And I re- and the reason it took me so long to do it. So I worked in an office. I worked in TV for ages and then I worked in an office for ages before I started doing full time comedy. And the reason I did that was like a safety net because it was structured. It was like nine to five. Mm-hmm. I'd go into and I wasn't happy. I wasn't, wasn't sat at the office going, oh, I'm really loving my job. It was just getting me out of bed and it was structure. And I would throw myself into it and work on weekends and evenings doing other stuff, doing the comedy stuff. And the one big reason I didn't want to quit the job or or go part-time to do the comedy was because I was scared that I was going to wake up and just go mad. That was my biggest fear because every time I had any days off or any holidays where I wasn't working, I would just wake up and then pat with this anxiety of not knowing what I would do for the rest of the day. And then my mind, because my mind is very active, it would just start going and spiraling. Like one tiny thought would spiral into something really catastrophic and negative. So it's taken me a long time to actually quit a job and do this full time. But I still get that thing. Well, I still, every day when I wake up, I write a list of things I need to do or projects I'm working on because it keeps my day structured and it keeps me kind of sane. But if I wake up and I don't know what I'm doing, that seems to be when it, my, my brain just I've goes I've never had no structure. That's a good tip. I've got, never, I just wake up with a day hitting me and then I'm all over the shop. But I've yeah. never, I, now and then I'll go for a little bit of writing things down, but that's, that's a really probably important thing you need if you suffer from this. For it? me it is. It depends on, yeah, it depends mm. how, how it manifests I'm itself. Try I, find it. I find that I, if I don't have a structure, I feel a bit all at sea. And yeah. I think that when when you do what we do, it's so random, the stuff you do. Like when you're on shoot, although your day is structured in terms of, like we start, pick up at five and we wrap at five or whatever, it's such a random, weird day doing such odd, weird things. That when you come home, you just feel all the sixes and sevens, although it's exciting. And I think the older you get, the more you like structure. Do you find as you get older, your stru- yeah. structure makes you happier? It makes you feel more secure. Like I go to bed at a certain time, I wake up at a certain time, I have a co- cup of coffee at a certain time, I have lunch at a certain time and tea at a certain time. Always have a drink after half past six. Pathetic. But it's just this sort of structure <laughs> thing that I have. I, I think it, I don't know whether it's structure as such, but I think it's produ- productivity. Mm. If I have structure in place, I tend to be more productive, but... If I don't, I've had days where I, you know, woke up with no idea of what I was doing that day, but I got loads and loads of stuff done and felt great. I don't know if that maybe actually it's getting stuff done is like a good thing. for getting out of bed and doing something. I think when I felt really low and I just don't have much going on or much work, I wake up and go, well, I don't, I've got nothing to do today. I've got no motivation. So I'll just yeah. stay in bed or just feel rubbish. So, so that's, how does it go? On, sorry. Do you want to go? Well, all I was going to say, I just, I'm just interested to know, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone has similar symptoms. But when you say, when you feel really low, Describe to me what it feels like to you to feel really low. Well, it can be different kinds of low, but the main, the the one that I find the most confusing, and I think it's more confusing because I don't ha- can't find when I can't find a reason that kind of freaks me out. Yeah, and also when I was a kid and I started feeling like wanted to say low or grey, um, I use the word grey because it feels like a grey. It's probably quite cliched, like a grey fog or a gla- that was that that fog. was like a, fo- a fog. fog does that make sense oh yeah. that makes it's like almost like you've got a veil over your yeah. face yeah, yeah. that makes a hell deta- of a lot of sense you, i kind of feel detached from yep. stuff i feel mm, totally just no joy of it like i don't i can't yep. enjoy anything everything yep. just seems bleak bleak and gray oh, is the only is the oh, way yeah. but not oh, no, having i know i know like sometimes it, it you don't know you mug <laughs> oh, I know, me. I know. You don't know nothing. What do you know? Shut up and eat something. Have a biscuit. I think a great, but I don't know how to explain it properly. And it feels like almost chemical, like there's nothing in my body that's helping me. I just feel completely like really tired. I'll sleep 
want to sleep a lot. Um, the, if I have anxiety, I'm, I'm more like m- racing thoughts and panicky yeah. about something. But my, mine is more more a depression thing of just feeling really low and feeling like no energy and everything oh, feels rubbish and bleak. So, and the joyless thing, not feeling joy is a horrible thing, but it, not enjoying anything. Mm, like the, even yeah. everything seems pointless and There's a horrible. phrase, I can't remember what it is, where it's just this long protracted... Uh, um, chronic thing of just not feeling any joy for anything. That's a phrase for it. I can't remember what it's called. But um, That's a good point you've just made. It's, it's a completely <laughs> moot point because now I'm, <laughs> shall I make it up? I've got, an, it I've up. got another point about something you were just talking about, but I've forgotten it as well. Yeah, so because you interrupted me. I was speaking. <laughs> Do you know what? It's all about you. Because you hog the puck, no, poker. I, I, no, you, you take up 8%. You won't no, shut up. No, I don't. I do, I do <laughs> shut up. I don't care if that makes you feel depressed and, saying and, that. And, and because we've got a great guest on today, I'm particularly quiet, but I wanted to ask one question that was important. And you, you said you go over, first. I'll be true for Miles. You're sitting there, right? You're trying to speak posh. You sound absolutely ridiculous, right? Just be yourself, all right? Because you're mugging yourself. Now slow down. <laughs> right, now he's, he's quite articulate. Right, I was going to ask you, when did you know, you said from when you was little, when's your first memory of it coming on you, of this this feeling? I have a really distinctive one when I was about 12 or 13, and I it, I don't... It, the, it was my mum said, my mum said to me, I think she's... From I remember that my friend's mum had come around to the house and told my mum that she was worried about me. And my mum took me aside and was like, your friend's mum's just come around. Your friends are worried about you. And I was like, why? And she said, you, they, they said, you've gone really, really quiet at school and you're not being yourself. And it was the first time I thought, oh, no, I'm not. I haven't been for a while. And I'd had glandular fever and I was really, really ill with it. Glandular fever is a horrible thing to anyone who's ever had it. It's, it's really, really exhausting. Your immune system's rubbish. And I think that, trig- that triggered something. And I just suddenly... <coughs> Got back to school, having been out off school for ages, felt really isolated and disconnected from everyone. And then I was just really quiet. And it was just this horrible feeling of just, I felt, I thought I was boring. I probably was. Um, I thought I was boring. I thought no one was interested in speaking to me. So I went really quiet, but I didn't really, I just didn't, I didn't realise what it was until my mum, someone said they were concerned. And then I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And I think I knew there was something not quite right. And I didn't know what it was. And I felt like that for quite a long time. But I think it was, I think the illness probably brought it on because sometimes when you've been ill for a while, that can bring on... If your immune system's really low, I think it can bring that stuff like that. Yeah, on. I'm sure it can. There's there's a lot of people, you know, when people have flu, mm. proper flu, you know, you know the difference between when you get a head cold, when you get proper flu, you just nails you to the bed for days on end. But, you know, I know a lot of people that get that feel really depressed after. I know I have. When I've had proper flu, just for a week or so after, you feel absolutely yeah. terrible inside. And I think mm. it, your immune system just kicks the shit out of your you know, your mental health. And what, what, you, what you said, by the way, we're both stand-ups, so we're a little bit above these two. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> zoom, zoom. Well, zoom, yeah. That's fair. No, what I was zoom, gonna, zoom. what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say in 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 our game when you when you're going going out there in front of a, a live audience and you're questioning yourself, and people would never know, would they, how you feel just before you're going on or you know on your way there or on the day. Yesterday I done a gig and I ain't done a gig for ages and I was thinking in the day, oh my, am I gonna do this? I ain't got a clue. I can't remember anything. My head's gone. Because yeah. well, I'm not doing it regular. I'm only doing one there and you then just keep turning away. And I just thought, whatever am I? And it all went great. It was all fine. And you know what? It's like after you've got through it, it's such a relief and you feel pleased with yourself. And then you can't go to sleep. Da, 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 da. But 
Do you find, I, I think in our, biscuits, game, <laughs> in our oh, game, in our game, yeah, eat some biscuits, we're talking. Always moaning. No, no, but what I was going to say is in, in our game, so many, so many stand-ups and so many people who do it, who go out to try and be funny for a living night after night, they really suffer from it bad, don't they? Yeah, there's, there's, there are a lot of people I know who... Oh, that's lovely. Keep doing that a bit louder. I like double chop. Triple belt. Both do that at the same time. Oh, very nice. Quite loud. That would be really. Don't give in a real eat a lot. Yeah, a lot of people I know um, <laughs> suffer from it. Yeah, you wouldn't know. And also, people assume when you're off stage, you're just going to be like that all the time. Yeah. But I'm not at all. And I think, like, I do it every, every time I do an office job, like a freelance office job to keep the money coming in. And it is hilarious because I, I try not to tell people what I do, but if people find out, they they just look almost quite annoyed that I'm not funny. I'm not coming out with like one-liners and gags and stuff, but yeah. I'm, yeah. I oh, know, you get that a lot. They come they, 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 they we Actually, a little while be. ago, I had a meal up in uh, Post Office Tower with Tim Vine and Milton Jones and there was a Terry Alder and there was a few, few um, sort of really It's a revolving restaurant. Around. They've opened it again, haven't they? Well, so, yeah. Yeah, but it's not open to the public. It was saying Tim Vine bought this table okay. there and we're sitting there and what happened was we were sort of having a laugh and chit-chatting <laughs> And someone come over and went in the next table. I've been watching you. You comedians are really, really depressed. I thought you'd all be laughing nonstop. And Tim Vine went, well, we don't <laughs> sit here and do our act to each other. We're just normal people. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a bit like if you're a coach driver, you go for a meal. You go, I'm yeah. surprised you're not driving your coach in this restaurant. It's a weird weird thing. You know, it's, it's definitely a weird thing. But what do you recognise when you're working with someone, so they haven't declared yourself, is there something in you that can you half tell if someone suffers from it? I don't think you can really. I think people are very good at putting on acts that they're mm. fine. I mean, I've, I've perfected it quite well. Like people really wouldn't know with me when I go quite, I go maybe quiet if I'm feeling like that, but people just assume I'm just aloof or tired or tired, yeah, yeah. Tired or, or aloof just or just thick. not very, it'll just, yeah, <laughs> that not, or not very friendly. That's, that's, that's horrible when people think that they make that assumption. So I think people people have just got very good at acting like they're fine. I think you're right. So I was just going to bring up this point. So um, Sam sent me this quote someone uh, put on Twitter, um, mm. and I just think it's fantastic because it picks up on what you just said. And it said, for me, the best part of depression is remaining charming around strangers, but saving the misery for the ones who love you. Mm. Very that true. is so true. Very so, true. You know, I'll be amongst people that I don't want them to know that I'm depressed or down or, you know, strange. I'll be, everything's fine. And then... To my wife or to everyone around me that's close, I'll just be unpleasant, you know. And that's I knew it. you had it though. When I first met you, I knew you had it. You said, didn't you? Yeah, I knew you had it. He looked suicidal. I thought you were really unpleasant. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You brought me right down. I'll be truthful. And ever since I've known you, you've kept me down. <laughs> now, when, I was, when, you, when, you, when you both turned up, you and Mark... We were at that meeting in Hartford, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited for you, by the way, with Lee and Dean. Oh, thank you. No, I'm Thanks. really, really excited for you. There's already a really good buzz about it. Well, and I Rick think it's is going to be massive. Say, Rick is, you're, you're in it as well, oh, aren't I've done, you? I've done a, I showed me face, and I'm not in it. Oh, I'm, no, 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 I'm no, not you're... in it like, you know, Anna's in it and, and the rest of it. I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm coming in and I'm showing me face. But, you know, he looks like it's going to be a belter. So I'm really excited thank for you. Thank you. But you said when you first met, you, uh, yeah, we, we sort of just... How long do you reckon it took before we admitted there was something wrong? It wasn't long. I think, I don't you know, think... in the first five minutes. I, I remember, <laughs> I, do you know what he done? He right mugged me off. I, I went there and I said, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I must, what we said earlier on, I must just had a coffee and was 
saying too much. And I started sort of, I said, I started going right into the, the childhood, but trying to run through it quick just to show who I am and maybe we can work together. And he went something like, mate, we're not interested. We only, we only want to write something. We're <laughs> Not interested in all that shit. We're not interested in your life story. We're, we're, we're a production company, not counsellors. It really, it really <laughs> made me laugh because normally people just, I suppose, because of the way I look, don't say things to me like that. Normally, it just really made me laugh. It really tickled me, and I thought, <coughs> and you was absolutely right. What am I doing that for? And why do we? I think when you suffer from this, sometimes you sort of almost go into you know castings and stuff. And almost excuse yourself for who you are mm. because there's that underlying self-doubt and self-loathing and all of that stuff going on. And I think that is that is one of the ways I can tell who people are, you know. And, and for you, I suppose the reason I knew with you is because the way you cut me down, you'd have to suffer from it to know about it. I don't know. Do you know <laughs> who Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. So, look, it's, it's, so, so I'm know. just no, picking up on. on that quote because I was going to say, so go on, yeah. let's say, for example, Sorry, you're, you're, no, no, you're, right. you're feeling terrible, really yeah. depressed, really anxious, and you're out for the day with a group of people you don't know particularly well and you're being lovely and friendly, blah, 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 when you get home. Yeah. How are you with Maria and Lauren? Totally different. Oh, I've I've been on the set and it's one of their big gripes with me, my wife and my daughter, is that I'll be laying there under a blanket and all, all I don't know how it affects you, but it can even it affects my speech. I can be a almost sanitary punch drunk like that. <laughs> it, it, it's, it ain't funny. <laughs> it fucking is. It ain't funny. It's out of order. <laughs> What colour is the blanket? I really want a picture of this. It's, it's, no, it's like a ca camel colour. It's a camel colour. <laughs> it's a pepper pig one. It's, it's, it. <laughs> I stroke it. And, and you know, I, I can lay there. I'll tell you what, dogs are very dogs are very soothing. I often stroke my dogs and try and, but I think I'll bring them down. <laughs> <laughs> the little one went for me. The little one went for me. I think I was really making it depressed. So they'll have a pop at you? Well, no, 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 so no, no. I think they're very comforting. I think when you're sort of, because what it is with dogs, that they're unconditional love. And it's, you know, don't want nothing off you. They just want to give you love. But no, you were saying you lay on the blanket. So I'm laying on the yeah. blanket, and and then all right, I was just deviating a little well, bit. I know what you like. You for then you forget. Go on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so punch drunk. So so I'm really on a low, like being really tearful, really think. And then a phone go, and he, you know, it's probably you. A phone go, and I start pissing myself laughing. And I speak thing, and then I put the phone down, and I go like that. And if it say it was someone to do with work, say it's an agent, you know, all of a sudden you go, "Oh yeah, that that seemed really good. Yeah, I'd be interested in doing that." Or that's not really for me. Speaking, you know, speaking clearly, speaking like you're really on the ball. And he put the phone down, and they go, they look at you like you, it's an act. Looking at me, my wife and daughter are looking at me like the act. The the, the act is the depression. Yeah, and it's not. It's the other way around. The act is yeah. a high hour of you and all that, and then because you have to sort of switch on. But what it is is what very truly the ones you love, you can be yourself around. Yeah. But mm. it's not fair on them. No, I tell you what, a really funny mo moment about ten years ago. I was speaking to my wife about it, about depression and thing, and she went. She looked at me because my wife, when I met, she's really half glass full. Got nothing bad to say about anyone. Really happy-go-lucky, really enjoyed life, laughing all the time. One of the reasons I attracted because I made her laugh all the time. And then all of a sudden she said I tricked her. 
But <laughs> you dragged that down. About 10 years ago. She glass half empty now. It, yeah. <laughs> it, well, I'll tell you what, I've definitely knocked some of that out, and I'm very, very sad about that. It's one of the one that really makes me feel guilty about that. And she said to me, she sort of got really tearful and upset and went, you broke me. And I felt really gutted because I thought, oh, all my years of moaning and misery and watching me down and think, and she said, you've broke me. And I felt, I felt, I had, it was an horrible, 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 sad feeling. And I think you do. I think whoever's, I will say this though, most of us, most of us have got someone around us who is a carer of some sort. And if you're not, I, I sort of, this this feeling of compulsion and this, you know, because a lot of stuff comes with this depression, compulsive behaviour and, you know, all, all the different things that go with it, OCDs and all the rest of it, is that you try and, you try and get sort of latched onto that, but there's normally someone who's a bit of a carer for you along the way. And if you're not an addict of some sort, if you haven't got something that you go mad at, <clears> then, I, then I don't trust you anyway. I'll be truthful. I don't. I think we've all got something going on in there already. It's how we deal with it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I um, yeah, we all have crutches that we lean on, don't we? That make us feel better, or you know. And I've, you know, I I, I do. You no, know, I had. You know, I'll, I'll be open. I had a I had a breakdown in the summer, and it was absolutely horrendous. It was just. I went to a, such a dark place, dark as I've ever been. It was just beyond awful. And uh, don't start that. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. You got off on it. Takes it right you off you. It. Takes it right off you, doesn't it? Mm. Takes when the someone sting. Else Ricky was a new man all the I way through. I was a man. Summer. I went. I went and bought myself a nice new shirt and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I bought myself some new sunglasses. <laughs> and then you, then when you started coming around, I went went into one. Again. You, went, you went dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was absolutely dreadful. And, and yeah, Jill, it was in a terrible. State. Oh, really? It was, was in a terrible state. But oh, I'd never ever. Ever want to go there again? No. It was dreadful, and I and and Jill effectively was my carer, my my wife, mm. and it it's I think it's doubly hard for someone that's looking after you when you're like that because you you physically can't see what's wrong. You you can only sort of get second guess what someone's feeling inside. Or and thankfully, you know, through therapy and medication, I've come out the other side and I'm I'm doing all right. But yeah, it was don't oh. look like it, mate. <laughs> what medication? But I've made I've made a promise to myself that I'll never ever ever go there again because it was bad. It was bad. I, I remember when I come worst. around and say, mind you, when I come, I was pissing myself all the way yeah. home. Yeah, I put a good act on in there. I had to, I had to sort of, you know, when you're sort of laughing but you're making out you're crying. It's like being yeah, at a yeah, funeral. Yeah. I was in, his, I was in his front room. I was in his front. Room. I was pissing myself. Well, I see going, he was doing. I was and up, it's sad. And it's I was, I was going, you, terrible, were, you were pulling my wife. No, no, don't say that. Don't say that. You can't say that. What is he doing? What is he? So. So oh yeah, I've lost. I've it's lost all, so you, you you've had a breakdown, haven't you? Yeah. And Anna, have you had a, got to the point where you thought I'm not sure I can cope anymore with any of this? I don't think I've got that far. I'm not, I feel like I've got close to it, but I haven't got that far. But you know, I've still got time. Might have. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's so let's. So okay, painful, Sam, have you, would you say you've had something that would be considered a breakdown? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, I would say probably yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, at, it's, at it's, one point, yeah, it's like define break. You can't just say well, it has to be for a month. I feel like, like this, but sorry, I think, no. Go on. I was going to say, I feel like I've got to points where, it, where every time I've tried to get help for it, or I've, or I've had therapy, or gone mm. to the doctor, or whatever, I feel like it's at a point where I just, I'm at that tipping point. I feel like I know when I'm getting to that tipping point, and I can recognise it quicker now, which is really good because I can manage yeah. it better. But I can feel like I'm going that way if it's gone on for quite a long time, or it's a sort of rubbish analogy, but like it's like trying to 
keep afloat. It feels like you're trying yeah. to keep afloat. And if you start, it's like you're, you're really sinking. I can feel it when I'm really sinking and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I need some help. And then I always sort of get myself out of it by, with self-care and exercise and trying to eat better and just telling people and going to the doctors or just getting some yeah. help with it. But I always, I'm quite proactive at helping myself, which is good, but I always, I, I recognize it a lot quicker than I used to. I think before I didn't really know what it was. I didn't really know how to help myself. The first time I asked for help for it was when I was at uni and I felt, I felt really down for ages and I couldn't, again, couldn't work out what it was, didn't have a reason. And when I tried to, it was really hard because like I tried to speak to my friends about it, but I was really struggling to articulate it. And they kind of, the people I spoke to hadn't had it, so they didn't kind of get it. So their advice was like, they, they were like, well, that's a bit weird. You're a bit weird. Pull yourself together. That kind of thing yeah. where you feel, and then you feel more. Last alone. thing you need to hear. Because no one can say, <clears throat> oh, it's this. So I, then I went to the doctors because I was really, and the doctor just gave me a prescription for antidepressants. But what I think back then, I was only like 19. I was at uni. I was probably a bit homesick. I was look, I, It was probably stuff that I could have talked to a, a university counsellor about, but she just went, oh, here's a prescription. And I took it. There's not, there's anything wrong with that, but it kind of just put a plaster on it, but it didn't. Did they work for you at the time? Yes, but they were, I don't, I found it, I've struggled quite a lot. I, they were quite strong ones. They were, what was they? They were called, I think it's Seroxa or something. I don't oh, know. Seroxa, how pronounce I think it. that's a brand name for, can't remember. But they were, but, quite, yeah, they were good. quite strong. No, another classic. Another, another nice zinger. Work, nice work, <laughs> nice work. Nice <laughs> work. They were, um, so if you don't know the answer to it, Mark, just shut, shut up. up. Yeah. They were quite strong. The thing is, I didn't know what I was doing or what I was taking. What She just gave it to me and I didn't know. What was going on? I just took one a day, didn't mm. know. I think they were pretty strong. And then the, I remember there were some weekends when I went back to stay with my parents and I forgot to bring them. And then I'd have these dizzy spells and I'd faint quite a lot and feel really shaky and awful. And it was because I had I wasn't, wasn't having them. Yeah. I put on a lot of weight when I had them and I didn't. But I was like a zombie. I feel my like two years of uni, I don't really remember it very well. I was really fuzzy. I was like a zombie. I wouldn't say I was happy. I would just say I had no feelings and I couldn't cry, which which is quite strange. And then when I came left uni, I came off them. But again, didn't get any advice on how to. I just completely stopped Just stopped them. dead, yeah. And you, then you don't have was, to answer this, but are you on them now? No, not now. Not no. at the moment. Would you, you consider going back on them? I would consider it, yeah. At the moment, I'm kind of managing okay with looking after myself and a bit of therapy and that kind of thing. But I feel like I wouldn't say no to it, but I would yeah. be very, I'm quite wary because I had a bad experience because when I came off them, I, I came off them straight. I didn't know you were supposed to kind of have one every other day or, you know, and yeah. I um just stopped taking them. And then I, oh, it was, it was hor- I really had really bad side effects. I was quite ill. I lost weight very, very quickly and people were worried. And I, yeah, I felt I've got pretty, pretty low. But then when I read more about it, I read that those particular, um, particular ones are quite strong and if you come off them suddenly it can cause a lot of problems but I didn't yeah. know no one was helping and no well one I've, just, I've just done what you've said I've come off I've come well, off that's the next quick I was just going to yeah. say so the next sorry Anna what I was going to say so, so the other week you decided to come off yeah I've been off you how you're cu- doing. a couple of weeks I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm, I'm really struggling yeah I'm really struggling so how long has it been now I don't I don't know I don't know because I done I did I start I, I didn't go to the doctor but I started having them every other day, then if you but but where I'm so mixed up and my my life is not a mess, but I'm all yeah. over the shop. I'm not organised. I'm really disorganised. Probably the most disorganised person I know. So I, I don't know what I'm doing. I've lost track of time, but I do know I haven't taken them for a couple of weeks. I've had some really 
horrible side effects like when I first started taking them, funny enough. And the biggest side effects, I can tell you, in about three weeks, I've put over a stone on him weight. And so that proves to me, one of the things is that proves to me is what I was used, what I do with the food. Look, he loves it. <laughs> Drifting back to what, food again. What I, do, what I do with food is you, use them like we use the uh, antidepressants is to suppress the feelings mm. because without the food, I feel the feelings. So like last night when I finished the gig, you know, you're all buzzing after a gig. I ate, I ate a lot of food because I knew I would be awake right through the night if I didn't. And it, and, and by eating loads of food, it's the worst time to eat. What, I mean, one in the morning or something yeah, crazy, yeah. Yeah, one in the morning and it really late and then went to bed and it wasn't good healthy food. It was... It was rubbish food because I felt like I wanted to do that. And it's, it's just a really, it's a, what it, I'll tell you what I was going to say. The biggest, you know, one of the biggest things what everyone's going mad about is all this obesity thing. Well, I think it's depression. Yeah. I really think it's depression because I know that what happened was as soon as I, it took the edge off them feelings. And I lost a bit of interest in food and I started losing weight. And now one of the reasons I'm thinking about going back on antidepressants mm. is my weight. That's crazy. I'm thinking of actually going back on antidepressants because of my weight, but then I'm latching on to anything. I'm thinking, cause I think because the only thing I didn't like about the antidepressants is a part of me didn't feel like it was me. Mm. I felt like the edge yeah. was taken off, but I'm not sure if it's fully me. Mm. If that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I found that <clears throat> someone sent me something about magnesium and I, yep. I forwarded well, it on said, to you. Yeah, absolutely. So can you just t- say a bit about yeah, that, Miles, if you don't oh, mind? Because I sent, I, yeah, I sent so, it to you. Uh, Ricky sent me an article. Um, where are we? Um, here we go. Study finds. Um, study magnesium found to treat depression better than antidepressant drugs. A breakthrough nutritional. I'm going to put my glasses on here. I can't see jack shit. Hang on. A breakthrough nutritional study conducted at the Lana College of Medicine at the University of Vermont and published in PLOS One, whatever that is, has found that just 248 milligrams of magnesium per day leads to an astounding reversal of depressing symptoms in study subjects. Now, see that. So, see, and, just and, hearing that. Hold on, Miles. Just hearing on. that. Did that. Did that make you think? Oh, hold on. <laughs> what, what did like, you think like, when you when you just heard that? I feel like anything I read like that, I go, I've got to go and buy it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, me now. too. Is that what he said? Seven hundred. Okay, so listen, you're yeah. not on medication. You're not on medication. Yeah. Why don't you two get yourself some magnesium That's and, and take it, it, and then we'll find out how it goes. Yeah, let's do I, it. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to do you any harm. Anything I read like that, that yeah, that I think is helpful, I'll go and like I remember when I was um. You know, when you get we get so desperate. You're just like, I'll try anything. Oh, yeah. Say, so, I remember being in Holland and Barrett. This is, I think this may be at uni. I remember being in like Holland and Barrett, one of those health yeah. almost cro- like almost sobbing because I felt yeah. so bad. Trying to get Saint John's. What is Saint, Saint John's? John's, 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 John's we've, we've all got a cupboard full of it, haven't we? Doesn't I, work. No, do you know what the worst thing work. is? I got the tea bags. Why did I get the tea bags? <laughs> yeah, milk and that's sugar. That's all I could find was the oh. tea yeah. bags. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have these. If I have this tea, I'm going to be fine. I ran home like really excited. I was like, this cup of tea is going to solve it. And it tasted 
awful. Oh, it was yeah. just horrible. It's how I imagine it, urine would taste. Do you know what? The thing. Anyone... I just carried on crying. I just yeah. tried to <laughs> I tell you what, whoever really come sad. up with St John's Wall... He's making a fuck. Must He's making smashed so it. Why is it like stinging nettles or something? Because no Because it don't do, as far as I'm concerned, it don't do, do jack shit. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone I know who's had it... Yeah. Everyone I know... said it don't work. No, not only have they said it don't work, it's one of them... It's one of them things you try and you go, you know what it is? I've got the wrong one. <laughs> I should get that. Mate. I, I should have get that. The one with added milk. Thistle. Yeah, I should, that's I should, the one yeah, you should yeah, be. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I should have got. I should have got the organic one. I should have got this one. And in the end, you end up with about ten bottles of it, and you've had about three tablets of each, where you can't. You know. You oh, well, I've had the same thing. Like when I when I got really acute anxiety, where you can, you can feel your teacher on the edge of a panic attack, and I remember. Uh, um, someone recommending Bark's Rescue Remedy. You know, you've got it. Oh, I've got it. It does nothing. Useless. No, absolutely nothing. Is that the one where you squeeze it on your yeah, tongue? It just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Someone once told me lavender oil on a tissue was a yeah. really good idea. Oh, That's good I, for your sleep, enough. Well, I remember going on a plane because I was anxious about getting a plane. I was on the plane. I got, I spilt loads of it all over and I stank. <laughs> <laughs> stank, stank like an old deer. And everyone just, people just kept turning around. Whereas I, I mean, I felt, did feel quite calm because I was covered in oil. <laughs> covered in Lavender oil. lavender oil stank. <laughs> supposed to put a little bit under get, your pillow. You get desperate and you will tr- you will just try. Give it you it will. Like you know, when I saw that about the magnesium, it's probably absolute nonsense, but I just thought, oh, I'm going to give that. Well, it's a cheap I, way of finding well, out. You can get it from Holland and Barrett. And let no, it want it. but I don't know if I am going to get it from Holland and Barrett. And I'll tell you the reason why, because I don't know whether them big stores just knock it out and think, I want to find a little, see me, I want to find a little gaze around the back street who goes, I've got the proper gear. <laughs> oh, do you know the what? Unres- I, I, the unrestricted I, I don't stuff. Want, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want the stuff. I want the, the under-the-counter magnesium. Do you know what I mean? I want the one here. Come over here, you little wink. Yeah, 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 like, so, yeah, you inject it into your like, eye. Get it in. So look, the other thing I was going to talk about, yeah, um, try. so I was going to ask, so you're, you're struggling a bit. Yeah, um, so I'm very Sam, struggling. you've been quite buoyant, haven't you, of late? You've been doing all right, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. You've been okay. Yeah, I've been all um, right. And all Anna, right. we know you're like, but I was going to say, I had a, had a weird, just going to say, I had a weird couple of days. I'm just, the only reason I want to talk about this is because I had, I had an argument with a friend that I've been for years. I'm not going to say yeah. who it was with. And yeah. it really brought me down and made me really upset. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I've had this thought in my head for the last couple of days and it's really bothered me. And it, I could feel my anxiety creeping back because of it. And then just made me really realise. I, I, I kind of, it was kind of useful because it made me realise that when you get these negative thoughts in your head, and they start whirring around, and you start holding onto them, they hook into you. You can feel your body starting to turn again and get anxious. So it's kind of like been a interesting lesson. But to it's know that, that sort of thing, Miles, isn't it? All joking aside, it's yeah. that sort of thing when you have a fallout with someone, yeah. with a friend. That's just the type of thing that can spiral us. Mm. under that black yeah. cloud. You're so sensitive about it. Because we are very sensitive people. <laughs> That's why we get what we get. Yeah. Why we get what we get. And I think the biggest the biggest thing is, is that you, I think bit, bit, we're all performers sitting around this table. And, it, and I think, you know, one of our big things is <laughs> insecurity and all of that. Yeah. But I think that we are very sort of super sensitive people. That's we what are. It, what and, it is. and something I learned through my CBT and something that I did for years and years and years. I've got to have a biscuit. Have a biscuit, mate. <laughs> Um, you no, been, you've gone. been staring at them for the last <laughs> half What did he say? Um, for the last, uh, something I've done for pretty much all of my life and I've stopped doing it or I'm trying my best to stop doing it is that 
I will not only be upset myself, but I'll take on other people's emotions as well. So if I deliver news or have a conversation with someone that makes them upset or emotionally difficult, not only will I be upset about the way I feel, I will then take on their emotions as well and worry about the way they're feeling, the fact that I've upset them. And I've learned over time it's that the way they feel is not my problem. Yeah, I do that. I hate it's com- not confrontation as well. my problem. If, mean, yeah. If, yeah, okay. If I've openly been horrid to someone um, or just done something really distasteful, yeah, probably is my problem to upset something like that. But if it's just a general conversation to give someone, drop someone a bit of bad news that's not my fault, then take on that person's emotion as well. It's crippling. It's horrible. I think the word I most overuse is sorry. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Like, it's become, always it's almost become like I think a, everything's my fault and I've yeah, just... Yeah, it's like a clause. Yeah. I use it like punctuation. It's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say my family, sorry. He's tried on my nan's foot. She's got I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen her do it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, sorry, Sam, you were about to say, you you're about to chip in there. Sorry. Uh, was I? Yeah, yeah, I was about saying about taking, you know, when you've you, you've dropped a bit of news um, to yeah. someone, you can see they're really crestfallen, and then you worry about the way that you've affected them and you've upset them, you overcompensate by making yeah. yourself feel uncomfortable to make them feel I think better. It's, that, and, it's that when you don't, it, it, it's when you're misunderstood and someone takes something in the wrong way, yeah. that's when it's, that's when the, the thoughts gnaw at me. Mm. I think if I, you know, if I say something and I'm like, well, either that's the truth or there's nothing I can do about it, then I don't worry about it. But if I say something and someone takes it in the wrong context or the wrong way, yeah. They get upset. That's when it breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I think being sensitive is the, yeah, that's so true. I think when you were asking earlier about when I was thinking about when I was younger, when I used to get, feel depressed, I think when I started, I think when I was like a teenager and I started, it sounds weird, like understanding stuff more, or like reading news. So my parents would leave a newspaper around and if I read a headline or something that was a bit upsetting, I would, couldn't stop thinking about it if it was if it was horrible. I think I was so oh, sensitive as a kid. That. Yeah. Do you know what? And this Absolutely. still makes me laugh. This is really sad. The ca- the casualty. That's why, that's why I never learned to read. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was saying this to my sister the other day. For some reason, we were talking about casualty, and when we were kids, when we used to sometimes stay up late and watch it because it was on on a Saturday night. The, this is really sad. The theme tune still disturbs me because if I watched it yeah that now it's freaking me out because every time I was so sensitive as a kid if we watched it I would be then convinced for days that whatever happened in Casualty was going to happen that whatever happened was going to happen in real life because I couldn't stop thinking about it that's how my brain worked and the theme tune really freaks me out and I I used to get these as I remember at school having we've got all pulled into the school hall do you remember the television just to pull out with the big wooden Mm. doors on on the the wheels do you remember them and we all had to sit down and watch a film called Don't Go With Strangers. And I must have been about eight or nine. Oh, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, there's two versions of it. There's one that was done in the 70s and one that's done in the 80s. And the one I saw was the 70s one, because I think that other one had been made. And it haunted me for days I upon watch, days. I've it. it seen it. One of, and it's on YouTube. It's one of the videos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I've got to watch it. on YouTube. How long is it? Oh, like 20 minutes. Oh, no, no. Just, so, do you remember those, um, sure. the, those sort of public, public information films they used to do? It's one of them. I was probably up in the HM, um, mate. We didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Lump of wood we had. <laughs> but I remember watching this film and I remember being absent and I couldn't get to sleep and I was in tears and I just thought that every single person, apart from my parents that I saw, was going to kidnap me or something's going to happen to me. It absolutely terrified me. So can I ask you, yeah, I just on. want to butt in there. When that happened to yeah. you, how did you deal with that? What did you deal with that? And I bet you did with some OCD. Did you try, probably, did probably, you think if I'm not going to tread on the cracks in the pavement, you know, my... 
I probably Don't did. Or, or, or perhaps it's just like anything, you know, if you let go of the thought, eventually something just sort of disperses or dilutes and it becomes less potent and, uh, and you know, less hard on you. So I th- I don't, I, to be honest, I don't, I can't remember, but I remember it eventually that feeling going, but I rewatched it a couple of years ago, the actual thing. And it put the fear of God into me. I got all those feelings back. Just seeing this film, there was one oh. particular scene where there's this, it's, Really I've got to watch done. it. What's it called I again? Think, oh, no. Don't go with strangers. Yeah, and there's a we'll girl. We'll watch it after this. Yeah, there's let's a girl watch it. Sitting in a room, and she said, "And the voice. You remember those? Oh. Uh, he goes, this is Sarah. She's been told not to go with a stranger. She wants her mummy. And then there's this. Oh. She's sitting there in the room, going, oh. I want mum. And then there's this oh, huge. Cool. They've done it with this shadow coming oh. up behind yeah. her, going, Oh. And I remember we'll put just a link in the description. Oh, that's frightening. Pet, you know, pant wettingly terrifying. Yeah. I remember being in floods of tears about it. And, Do you think um, it's because we've got overactive imagination? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, possibly. Yeah. I think that's yeah. it. I think, I think that's it. I don't know if you touched upon this in the other episodes, but if, if there's a link between being creative and being having these sort of issues when I, like, because my, imag- my, my brain can be amazing when I'm creating stuff. It can, mm. I'm really grateful to it when I'm writing my shows and I'm coming up yeah. with ideas because it can... My imagination's really good, so I'm really... I can see... Th- like, yeah. when I do shows, I can sort of see the way I want the scene to be and I can see it, but... It also works in that way. If I get a thought stuck in my head, I yeah. can, I can mm. replay it and think. I can I can convince myself something's happened when it hasn't happened because my imagination is so good. And they'll get stuck on a loop. I can get in a lift. Someone can press the ninth floor. By the time it's gone up to the ninth floor in my nut, that little square thing in the, in the ceiling, someone's ripped that off, you know, put a gun through, shot everyone in there, and I'm fighting them through the thing. You know, I'm only on the sixth floor. <laughs> Right? And, it, you know, by the time I get to ninth floor, you know, I'm smothered in Clara and everyone's dead and da-da-da-da-da. And they get out and go their way and I'll get out and go my way. And I know probably they was just thinking about going to the ninth floor and that was it. <laughs> so it just shows you that is that I, madness in that. I, I've, got a very, I've got a very... I've got a very weird mind. I, that's what you've said yeah. before. I've got a very peculiar... <laughs> yeah. A very You're, You are person. borderline nonce, aren't I you? Am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, joking. But I remember getting... I remember... Right, so I remember borderline. one Christmas getting a ZX Spectrum computer and I <clears throat> coveted this computer so much and it was like I was what, 11 or 12 and it had just come out, it was on the market and it was like the must-have sort of gift for Christmas and I remember getting it thinking it was just the best <clears throat> thing ever. And I remember waking up Boxing Day keep looking at it. I can't believe I've got this computer, you know, and, and playing games on it. Mm. But there was a small part of me, and I say small, probably about five or 6% that just wanted to take a hammer to it and smash the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why. why and I yeah. just, you know, it just, well, you uh, just to see what the reaction would be. The self-destruct button. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Do, do you know what run. I mean? It's yeah. kind of a, mm. Yeah. So odd. You know? <laughs> I shouldn't have had that biscuit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, That's really done me up. Your joke already. Yes, I mean, I'm not supposed to have sugar or anything like that. Oh, we should have stopped that you. We should have stopped you. Move that bag for me. I've got to say, it was a fantastic, what is it called? Uh, salted caramel. Salted caramel. Salted, caramel. Milk, I'm, I'm salted not caramel and Belgian milk chocolate. I'll cookies. tell you now, if my wife and daughter saw me eat that, they would have attacked me. <laughs> I'm proper. Tell, tell me about the time there was a chocolate fountain in that day. Quickly gone. Oh, no, no, I can't. Oh, we won't then. Right. No. 
Uh, there you go. Um, where, where are we, how are we for time, Sam? Uh, 43 minutes. Blimey, I think we're almost it's there. Gone really, it's gone, it's really gone very... Anna, that has been brilliant, really enlightening, and thanks for your candour right. and your Obviously, uh, no, my, what my brain's doing now is convincing myself that I, was, that I was really boring and I've ruined the entire thing. No, you ain't. No. Really oh, there you, you go. See, self-doubt. So there you go. It's really well, I've just ruined you, the entire thing Can you now. do just one thing? We can we cut normally... it out, can't we? We can cut it all out, Sam. Cut, can you just... Could you, uh, could you finish... Lower our voice, make it sound like someone else. Could you finish the show? Finish the show and one of your characters. Go on. Oh, don't put her on the spotlight. No, go on. I'll no, I will. Oh. I'll finish the show um, as Georgina Francis, Britain's biggest bridezilla. And I think if she were here today, as she is now, right now, um, joining in with the podcast, um, <laughs> Richard and Miles and um, Samuel. Um, I would say, just for God's sake, get a grip, pull yourselves together. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's you've made it up. Um, you just need a nice cup of tea, a wonderful holiday, <laughs> and maybe in the Maldives or you know somewhere like that, um, if you can afford such thing. Um, and I think you're all just trying to get attention. <laughs> so let's wrap it up there. Do you know what? The sad thing is there's probably quite a few people around that are exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. people listening who are like that. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, that's been br- that, I really enjoyed that. That's been uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah. Not Thanks so much for coming right. on the show. Anything and, else? And should we do this? Should we do this magnesium thing? We give it a go. Yeah, let's Why don't you give it a go? I'll magnesium. send you the article because it's got the actual. Right. Do we a bit of research on it. I don't want to give yourself well, poisoning. We have to make sure we get the amount. What? No. Well, Why don't we? Two four grams of magnesium, not I'll, mercury. Yeah. What I'll do? Drink the. Hold on, I'm talking to Anna now. The contents of the barometer. I'm talking to our guest. What I was going to say, yeah. I'll get some proper magnesium. Oh. <laughs> no, some spiteful stuff, right, <laughs> that you can't get in these shops. We we'll, we load up on it and we'll watch that film. What's it? <laughs> oh, yes. Don't we'll go see. with strangers. I'll get a big we'll Or is it never go with strangers? Anyway, look it up. Look it big up. box of popcorn, some of them caramel salty biscuits. Yeah. We'll have, make a night of it. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start taking it. Come back in a month. We'll be so happy. You'll hate us. Oh, absolutely. We'll be so. Oh, happy. Wouldn't that be brilliant anymore? I tell you what, though. It is a question for you, and it'd be absolutely truthful. If it really worked well, would you tell everyone, or would you keep it to yourself? Oh, I think that'd I'd be tell cruel, wouldn't it? Nice You'd have person. to. Hey. I think I'd tell everyone because I'm a nice person. You'd have but, to, wouldn't you? No, but how about if there was only so much in the world? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and well, you knew if you t- it, and they, you knew deplete it, all the stock it, of it, yeah. Deplete it. And you, That's what a would you very do? good question. I would, I would tell people that were really close to me that I thought needed it, but not Good move. Anyone. I, mean, I wouldn't tweet about it, let's just put it that way. I wouldn't do a tweet. No, no, good move. Not that anyone would. Well, on that note, should we? Anything, any other business? Anything you want to talk about, Sam, before we go? Or? Yeah, we have a website now. We've we got do. a website. We have got a website. What other yeah. things have we got going, Sam? Or what are we going to get going? So we've got a website. We have a website, doing, which we, is uh, happyandyouknowit.co.uk. Brilliant. And are we happyandyouknowit.co.uk? I can't even say it. Yeah. That's all right. And then we, are we going to do a YouTube thing? Uh, yeah, at some point in the we're next gonna, couple of weeks, we're going to cut some videos together and stuff. Show, show, show yeah. what we look like, just in case people can't visualise us. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, we've got Twitter, which is, uh, if you happen to know it, but the acronym, so I-Y-A-H-I-K-I, I think. Um, Brilliant. Uh, uh, we have uh, an email address which is hugs at happyyouknow.co.uk hugs, hugs. Um, hugs. Nice, you can now if you go on the website you can sign up to our mailing list uh, which I, I'll be honest I haven't quite worked out how no, to use yet but right. when I have we'll, we'll um, every, time, every time we put up a new episode you get an, e- an email about it 
Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. See, Sam's done all this. What have you done? Mug. I'll tell you what, what have you done then? No, I ain't done a lot. You've done nothing. <laughs> I ate a big biscuit. You had a big biscuit. I bought the headphones. No, I bought no you have done. No, you have done well. Wrap the show oh, up. Oh, thanks. Wrap the show up. Uh, that, I don't know what else to say, no, really. No, it's easy. Um, just say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, I've just said that about three or four times. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Say goodbye, Bye. Anna. Bye. See you soon, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.